Greetings, I'm Jim Stowall, and you are listening to the Heads and Tails podcast. Thanks for joining us today. No name is more associated with public libraries than that of Andrew Carnegie. Carnegie has his name on lots of things. Carnegie Hall, Carnegie Mellon University, just to name a couple. But for the most part of the 20th century, America and a good part of the world paired the name Carnegie with the word library. That was certainly the case in the 1950s and 1960s in Nashville, where I grew up. Carnegie once wrote that a person's life should be divided into three parts. The first part should be devoted to learning as much as possible. The second part should be devoted to gaining as much wealth as possible. The third should be devoted to giving away as much of that wealth as possible to causes that would advance the public good. Carnegie followed his own dictum. He was born in Scotland in 1835 into an intellect-rich but working-class family whose fate was buffeted by the changing winds of industrialization. When he was 12, he immigrated with his family to western Pennsylvania. He had little opportunity for formal schooling and worked in a number of jobs to help support the family. The young Carnegie enjoyed reading and learning, but would have had little opportunity to do either. Books were expensive and out of reach for boys of his class. Except for a man named Colonel James Anderson. He was a local who let boys like Andrew borrow one book each Saturday night from his 400-volume library. Andrew rarely missed a Saturday, and his enjoyment of reading turned into a passion. Carnegie never forgot Anderson's generosity. He later wrote that he, he vowed at the time he would give other young boys the same opportunity if he had the chance. He got the chance, and he kept that vow. We'll be right back after this very short break. Carnegie worked hard and worked smart at every job he had. He paid attention to the details and found ways to be more efficient and more productive. He paid attention to the people around him and gathered a network of friends and business associates. He saw opportunities and acted on them. His personal charm and his wide range of knowledge, a product of his vociferous readings as a lad, drew people into his orbit. By the turn of the 20th century, Carnegie had built a vast steel empire and had become by far the richest man in the world. In 1901, he sold his steel interest for more than $300 million. More than a decade before that, Carnegie had begun donating money for public libraries, and after his retirement, he devoted much of his energy to his philanthropic endeavors. In all, he helped build and fund 
more than 3,000 libraries, many of which never would have existed but for his donations. He once wrote, It was from my own early experience that I decided there was no use to which money could be applied so productive as the founding of a public library. The Heads and Tails podcast is brought to you by First Inning Press, publisher of Heads and Tails, caricatures and stories of the famous, the infamous, and the just plain interesting. The book, Caricatures, Stories, and All, is by me, Jim Stovall. Ed Cadill is the editor. The book is currently available on Amazon.com. Join us again for the next episode of Heads and Tails. Thank you.